Love Where you been, Miss Charlotte? There you go. girls who I saw that were on the roster that were not at the tryouts, right? 
20 who had other obligations. Mm -hmm. So we should have had about 90, close to 100 girls. Uh, but because of the part of town that, that, that I work in, a lot of my young ladies have other obligations such as work or babysitting their brothers and sisters uh, and things of that nature. So they didn't get a chance to try out, but they're still a part of the team this week. We used to have continuous uh, workouts. I won't, I won't cut it loose until Wednesday. So I'm giving some girls an opportunity that couldn't make it on Saturday to still practice like today, tomorrow, and Wednesday to determine if they make varsity, uh, which I only have three spots left. I'm, winning, I'm, I'm cutting my roster at 25. Okay. Uh, JV is open, and then, of course, freshmen, we, we, we're pretty nice at, at the freshman level. But, you know, it wasn't just our school. We might have some, some breaks here because, you know, we got the grandson in the house. So we might be running in and out. Nana. He wants Nana? Yeah. Well, I can't have Nana. <laughs> I just want you for the next 45 My daughter went back to school, and so we have the grandkid until he's finished. Over the next few weeks, she's just got some hours to make up. So, you know, it happens. Life happens. Right, right. We got folks online. We got Rodney on board. What's that? The What's that? DeLarge? Kevin? Uh, who's that? It's Calvin. Oh, Calvin. I can't see my glasses. I can't. I've noticed that. You know that? In the last couple of weeks, I've kind of had to sit back a little bit. My boy Archie Jean's on board. You know, we got Tony D on board. You know what I'm saying? So people jumping on board, they're hearing our message, and they're hearing it loud and clear. So if you can, please share, 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 and share. But as we were talking about in quarter number one, we were talking about tryouts here in Las Vegas. Uh, we have 45 high schools that had tryouts this weekend. And I've been on social media, checked out, like, uh, Del Sol. I checked out Cheyenne High School, Bonanza High School, uh, and some other high schools to see what their response was. And uh, it's peaking. Girls really want to play this game of football here in Vegas. And, mm -hmm. and like I said, we it's an average of about 90 to 110 10 girls that have tried out at different schools. It's exciting news. Um, and, of course, we're going to put together an event where we're going to uh, showcase a lot of this talent. Well, the season, I think, officially kicks off, what, December 2nd? December 2nd is the first official games. So the first official games are December 2nd, and we go through uh, February 25th. So it's about a two-and-a-half, three-month uh, program with that two-week off mm -hmm. during Christmas vacation or winter break. What's the total number of games that you guys will be playing? Uh, we will be playing 18 sanctioned games and then two sanctioned tournaments. Okay. And those tournaments are guaranteed. 18 sanctioned games. Right, so 18 okay. regular season games and then we also have two tournaments with the minimum amount of games you'll be playing is three three games, guaranteed. So our schedule is really what? That's 24 games guaranteed this year and that's not including playoffs. Okay. Last year, uh, my team, we, we played in 27 games total from beginning to one tournament to the playoffs to championship. So it is big time here. What's up, my boy Keith Washington on board? Oh, thank you so much, Tony D, about the sea houses in the house. Yes, sir. I thought he meant me. No, you see C. <laughs> He's talking about sea houses. I'm just, I'm just you know, I know he's talking about them Carson coats. <laughs> but we, 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 I mean, we've really been pushing hard this girls' football team. And I'm just proud to say that, you know, we have 45 schools that have sanctioned programs, and we have another four schools that are in their first year of probation. 
So they'll be able to play any type of games with any of the teams. They're not in the league. Okay. And they can't, they, they're not state qualified. Is that um, Bishop Gorman? Uh, no, this year Bishop Gorman is now a sanctioned team. Okay. They are a sanctioned team, so they're in the north, no, the southwest league region uh, this year. But like another school called Pinecrest, mm-hmm. this is their last year. I think Slam, which is, uh, what's the rapper name, Flo Rider? Mm-hmm. His school, that's his academy school out here is now sanctioned, and they're actually in our league. Okay. Um, so it's building, you guys. It's, it's building, and hopefully we will be out in uh, California soon. Hey, I got my Alabama folks on here. Maybe my Alabama folks can listen up and, 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 and contact their schools and say, hey, girls want to play flag football for the spring. That will be great. And those are some of the things that you'll be talking about shortly. But I was just talking about here locally, um, you know, how tryouts was. We're just getting ready to, you know, get into the season, so. Right, and and our, our tryouts was more like a combine. You know, for some of those who don't know what the combine is, you look at the NFL combine, uh, how we did it because we did a 12-week program. So I already taught the girls how to play football. So now we wanted to test their skills. They ran the 40-yard dash. They did a three-cone drill. Uh, we did some blocking drills. Uh, we did some running back drills. And if you go to – to our YouTube page for uh, Girls Football Association, mm-hmm. I kind of put a highlight video together of at least our tryouts. Mm-hmm. I know that some tryouts were, were actually trying out for quarterback, running back position, position, what the F? Okay. Position. Did that say it right? Position. Yeah, position. All right. So I kind of just did an encompass situation to see who's athletic, who can move, who can run fast, and kind of start placing them into areas that they can help improve our team. Exactly. Um, when I looked over at Del Sol, I just seen a little bit of, of their tryouts. They had a lot of coaching points, uh, a lot of instruction as far as how to do, which was it's great as well. Everybody has a, their preference. Well, maybe a lot of teams haven't been in try I mean in practice mode like you have. Uh, uh, so I, I don't think might, go ahead. You might have had a head start on that. Oh yeah, I had a, I had a big head start. I didn't have, I didn't coach tackle football this year, so therefore um, I did have a head start. I've been working with these girls for twelve weeks, so there's a lot of things that I saw already mm-hmm. that I didn't need to see. I just need to see who was athletic, gotcha. uh, you know, speed kills, um, and just drills. We had fun with it, and then you know we announced who made varsity, who made JV, who was freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, went over some things, and then we were out. You know, it was a three-hour process, but, you know, the girls enjoyed it. Hey, Linda, auntie's on board. What's happening? You know, I know you're a football <laughs> fan, and we're talking about girls football here for a quarter of Coach Lee and Carla. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've been doing some great things. I hope you guys share this information. I mean, just because we go live don't mean you can't share. My boy Ruben on board, he just gave me the thumbs up. Look at Thumbs up, and he's a trucker. Keep on trucking, baby. <laughs> um, so, you know, you didn't get a chance to come out because you were working. I was working, guys. You know, got got a little gig for the holidays. So, okay. you know, but I was there in spirit. Every time I had a break, I would log in for about 10 minutes or so just to see what was going on. And I walked in last week on an announcement. What? <laughs> He heard something, you guys, even though we still in quarter number one. We're uh, talking about flag football and tryouts. Don't burn me yet. 
Okay. Don't burn me yet. We'll put that up for quarter number two. Let me, okay. Because I know Terrence is going to jump on board. He's he been waiting on that. He's been rubbing his hands like I know. How many of you heard his announcement last week? Yeah. I'm curious. Last week, you know, I made an announcement that I'll, I'm, I'm back into women's football, that I'll be coaching the Las Vegas Silver Stars. But we're going to hold on for at least two more minutes. Mm-hmm. Two more minutes, and then we can hit that. But uh, I want to throw a shout-out to all the teams out there, again, uh, that had successful tryouts. Um, I just wish you guys take pictures, put some videos together, because, see, we got to promote this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've been trying to get CCSD to allow us to do is to promote the fact that we're on the West Coast. We're the only state that offers flag football for girls. And there's not enough teams that's promoting the sport. Nope. So, you know, again, if your daughter goes to one of the schools here in Las Vegas, ask the coaches, why aren't you guys on social media uh, putting up pictures, putting up videos, doing interviews? Uh, because we got to make the sport. You know what I'm saying? We, we have to make the sport. I mean, that's what GFA is all about. It's about promoting, pushing the sport. But we got to get the schools that have the sport to promote the sport. Because if we don't, it's a slow build for girls football, period. So we got to get excited. We got to we, we, we got to get things in motion. And like I said, every school has like a yearbook staff. They have like a video production True. on True. campus to even just get those students out there and work on little five-minute projects. Yeah, but then a lot of them don't have like a social media presence like you do. You know what I'm saying? Like they need to create a page or something. But every girl that plays football should be posting their own videos. They, they should be posting videos too. I mean, and that's what GFA is all about, is, is getting that collective group under one umbrella and pushing and promoting, just like we're asking our fans of our show and, and, and asking of, of those who play football mm-hmm. to help promote. We, we got to be socialites. We got to be out there pushing the movement. Hey, Mary, what's happening? One of my, my old school players from, from the Las Vegas Showgirls jumped on board real quick. I don't know how long you're going to be on here, but hey, I just want to say hey, hey. And we got to promote. So with that being said, I'm going to end it with this. Uh, if you know of a school in Las Vegas that has flag football, which is just about everyone, mm-hmm. we got to get them to start promoting. Coaches need to promote. The players need to promote. Um, and that's what's going to lead up to our, our, our event that we're co-sponsoring. Mm-hmm. Um, can't do too much promotion about it because it's a CCSD situation. We can't do free promoting. But the fact is, I am who I am. I'm, I'm just going to talk about it. I'm not promoting it to bring anybody. I'm just saying that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we got to promote it. You're going to hear a lot about it afterwards, uh, which is cool, too. But we, we really want to, you know, get the girls rolling. Oh, we got my girl, Miss Miss, Miss Scott from Banning High School out in Atlanta on board. What's up? Peace. You know, your pilots beat my coach this year, so I'm a little hurt. But anyway, I, I just be talking as I see people jump I believe over. my Rams beat them, too. Yeah, my school. Millican Rams for a Millican beat, that's, beat that's the my coach. Mother. Manning beat the coach. <laughs> San Pedro beat the coach. It was another school that, that beat my school, and I'm not too happy about But you know what? Hey, you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Carson Moore likes to win. You know, we got like 70% of our games in our history. We've won. We're the highest rated team in the, in, in California when it comes to the winning. Okay, quarter number two. Oh, moving on. 
going to say? You know, I didn't have a say last week. I didn't even know. He didn't even want to tell me when I came on to the show. Not until he, I, not even when I got home from work, he didn't even mention it. <laughs> I had to bring it up the next day on his way out the door on the way to work. Like, hey, what was that announcement that you said you were going to tell me about? Yeah, I, just, I got out of here. And he was like, oh, man, I was just going to let you know I was going to be coaching the women's team. We didn't discuss it. And not that I have a problem. I know this is his passion, and I know this is all what he's about. You know, he retired his team yeah. a few years ago to get out of the business. And although we are pushing girls, um, we also got to make a living, too. So this is just extra volunteer time that I just was like, I'm not too crazy about, but I do understand his passion, and that's where I support him. I'm like your shirt. Look at your shirt. Your shirt. I know. What do you say? Unstoppable. <laughs> I'm unstoppable when it comes to an opportunity to, to oh, coach. So I guess my more, more of my disappointment was that you guys knew before I even did. That was more of my disappointment. He knows. Cause that's know. why he was kind of such special about Because he was like, ah, I made a mistake. No, I didn't make a mistake. I just didn't consult with you. That's to, a mistake. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right. See, when you're a partner like this, you got to consult. And, and you know what? I apologize, but I got excited. I was on the show by myself, and I was like, you know what would be some great news? If I just go ahead and make this announcement without talking to you, though. But when I heard the playback of the show, I felt like he downplayed it when he told me. Because, again, he said it rushing out the door. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be coaching the winner. <laughs> He didn't say he was going to be the head coach and he was going to be doing this and doing that. But you know what? If you're going to bring a team to a championship, you have to commit the time. And I do understand that. Yes, 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 yes. But I will be on the gridiron in February. Uh, So I got some time. Uh, Again, I made the announcement that I'll be coaching the Las Vegas Silver Stars, a women's uh, professional team here in Vegas. And, uh, I'll just be in the background. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to be doing what I did as an owner. I'm just, like I told Carla, I'm going to be a strict, strictly the coach. I'm not going to organize anything. I'm not going to be responsible for the for the home field. I'm not going to be the, responsible for the announcer. I'm not going to be All I'm going to do is coach. That's it. Coach. No money's coming out of my pocket. To coach. I'm going in the pocket. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for the girls and the women to play. It's all all relative. You know what I'm saying? It is all a part of it because we do need the women to be a part of GFA. We do need them to understand what it is that we're trying to accomplish for them as well. This is for their benefit. Definitely. I mean, I'm putting the staff together, but, you know, again, it's going to – it should rub hands with each other, you know, because like I said, for that event that's happening on the 30th, I'm asking asking of the women for the Silver Stars, from the Silver Stars, to be a part of that event, mm-hmm. you know, and we need that. We need to showcase. We need to showcase that there's women that play tackle football, but they, they also are coming back to the young ladies mm-hmm. and saying, hey, if I had the opportunity to play flag, at least in high school, I would have. Mm-hmm. And here's some of the skills that you can attain that can help you play tackle football. So, it, you know, it, it's a time-consuming situation, and I understand that. Uh, but I will make sure 
that I am on my P's and Q's. I will make sure that, you know, if an extra job comes about, I'm about it, you know what I'm saying? And I will work around my work schedule to make that happen and still win because it's all about winning for me. I don't get into it just to be losing. That's not what I do, you know. But you got an announcement now. I do? That's what you told me. Oh, you're talking about for the GFA? For GFA. Well, this is the thing with the GFA. You know, because I've had to, you know, take a position and go back to work, I haven't been able to really put full-time effort into GFA. But I am seeking to put together a board of directors. So uh, I would like at least three additional members. We do have Dion and myself, but I would need need at least three additional members um, looking to file my 501c3 real uh, real soon, and I need to make sure that my board is put together mm-hmm. with um, some, you know, reputable professionals. You know, doesn't matter the industry really. Uh, we do have certain requirements. You know, basically at least put in. You know, we're looking to meet at least once a month. Mm-hmm. So that we can kind of get things going, you know, and then as we get things up and running, then it would maybe tail off to once a quarter um, and then maybe once every six months. But initially, we would need to meet at least once a month. And, uh, you know, it would be nice if you have some input, you know, into growing the organization. Resources, resources, resources are really important for us right now. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where we are. That's where we are with the GSA, looking to beef up my board. Definitely. You've done a great job so far, you know, Mm -hmm. attaining sponsors, attaining uh, equipment partners, Mm -hmm. uh, and us getting the word out through podcasts, radio interviews, uh, newspaper interviews, and then with this big event that we got coming up on the 30th, which to help springboard all the things that you have set in place for the growth of girls' black football, but I'm looking to take it to another level now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to be going after some serious grants to really build this thing. You know, membership has been a little bit slow, and understandably so. We're brand new. You know what I'm saying? We haven't had a lot of chance to market. We're still out there trying to get the girls involved. Um, but uh, the board is very important to, you know, really move on to the next level. Oh, yeah. I see a local here, Riggs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Her big brother was a, a big superstar out at uh, Bonanza High School, now out in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, zero rich, rich. So, again, we're, we're looking for those. I mean, so you, if you're interested, you know, definitely hit me up. Uh, I'll get you know, some information. Um, they could hit us up on Facebook. Okay, hit you up on Facebook. Uh, Girls Football Association. What about email? Email, you can email me, cwilliams.gfa at gmail.com. Right, and spread the word. Like I said, it's just not those people who are listening. It's, it's it's an opportunity for you guys to also help spread the word. If it's not you, you might know of somebody who's interested in sports, especially girls' sports. Matter of fact, I just hooked up with Cheryl Swoops. You know who Cheryl Swoops is? Mm-mm. Cheryl Swoops is like one of the all-time WNBA basketball players. For, she played for the Houston uh, – man, somebody help me out – the Houston team. They won three <laughs> – three WNBA championships, the first three. Okay. And she had her own line of shoes with Nike. Uh, we just hooked up and had a good conversation on, on Lincoln today. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though she's a basketball guru, she likes the fact that we are pushing girls to play sports. Mm-hmm. So she sees an opportunity or herself 
uh, in a chance to just help promote, mm-hmm. to get girls off their butts, basically, and get exercise and get activity. It doesn't matter if it's basketball track. She wants more girls involved. In okay. So we had a good conversation over, over LinkedIn, over our messages. So mm-hmm. and that's an icon. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's people out there who believe in what we're doing. It's just a matter of getting us all together. And three is just the minimum required right now. I, I can't take more than three to be a, a board member. Mm-hmm. Um, but we at least need three. I would love to have someone, you know, that's kind of in the accounting field, you know, um, somebody who maybe is in the marketing field. And then, you know, definitely somebody, you know, who's in the athletics and sports industry. Yeah. So, you know, those are like three of the top industries, but I'm open. You know, if you're a nonprofit, if you're into philanthropy. True that, true that. You know what I'm saying? If you just got some time to spare. Hey, we got Coach Vic on board. He said hit him up, so I'm going to hit him up after this is over with. Who else we got? We got Daryl Bailey. Jones. Oh, who? Vanessa. That's my auntie. I know. She always jump on here. We got all of Alabama up on here. Tonight, okay, right? she might even jump on. Watch. <laughs> Knowing her, she gonna jump on live. Stop. She will. <laughs> That's my auntie. Uh, we got Lashawn Crenshaw Cougar in the house, Long Beach State. Uh, we got Daryl Bailey. That's my boy from Pasadena High School on board. Yes, yeah, see, auntie watching. Hey, auntie, if you can hit that button. So, so going back to Dion and his coaching career, what do you guys think about him coaching boys? Who, them? You. Me? What do they think about you coaching boys? Uh, I, I love coaching the boys. I mean, you I, just love coaching. I love coaching. I just, I just need to be on the field. I don't care what gender you are or even what age. You can be 100 years old or 5 years old. I just love coaching. I love teaching. Uh, but I am looking to possibly go back. Possibly go back into coaching boys. Uh, might even be coaching men. You know, there's some opportunities out there that uh, I'm going to knock on the door and see if I can get in. She said Alabama. Oh, yeah, Alabama yeah, now. We, we know where you're from, auntie. I might be in Mississippi. Clarksdale. If it, see, Anybody heard of Clarksdale, Mississippi? I don't even remember the name of the school. Oklahoma. Oh, Coahoma. Coahoma. Coahoma Community College. Yeah. So you guys might catch me in Mississippi next next spring. Who knows? Um, look at my boy. All we do is win. Yes, sir. Everywhere we go, we win no matter what. All right. But I'm looking for opportunities, you know, and I put in an application to go to Mississippi. That we did. Yeah, we did because this is my agent right here. So, you know, I just like coaching. I would like to make a living at coaching. Um, I like recruiting. I like the whole aspect of what football brings to the table. You know, I can't play anymore. So my best thing is to showcase my experience that I had with football, helped me travel around the United States because of football, Uh, got a free education because of football, I got many family members that participated at the college level in football. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what I want to do. I think I would have hit that a lot earlier in my life if, how would I want to put this? Growing up, a son of a coach, I always wanted to coach. Mm-hmm. When I got to college, the coaches 
didn't kind of, they didn't lead you in the right direction to say that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and it would have been a GA situation. Mm-hmm. That's the old school way of getting into coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't go about it that way. I wind up going back to my old high school and coached for three years. Uh, and then I got away from it because I got married, traveling, all the other stuff. And and I came back into the game late. When mm-hmm. I say late, it's 25 years later. So, yes, I want to be a head coach of a university. Uh, I don't care if it's D1, D2, D3. I just want to be a head coach at a university. Um, so I would get back that way, but I keep falling back into the girls' game. I keep falling back into the women's game. It keeps calling me. It keeps pulling me back in. I must say it does. Yeah, it does. And, you know, and I enjoy it. I, I love the grind. I, I love challenging athletes who didn't know they can do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's my, my biggest thing. But, you know, going back to back to you with the GFA, it's about building the foundation. It's about uh, creating opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we're looking for marketing people. We're looking for financial, financial folks. We're looking for organizers uh, because we're going to be doing a lot of things. I know after the season is over with, um, we've tied in with the XFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later, but we've tied in with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already locked down one date, March 28th in New York, uh, to host a major event at, uh, what's that, MetLife Stadium, okay. where the Giants and the Jet, uh, Jets play. Well, that's where the New York uh, Guardians will be playing. So we're going to be hosting the event in the stadium uh, with about three to 500 girls. Uh, but we're trying to tie in with some other teams, the Houston Roughnecks, the L.A. team, and the Seattle team, and try to do at least five events. Um, and I'm be, we're going to be looking for the, the, the women's football team. This is why I'm back in the women's football game, is because when we do those events for the girls, I want to have women who play the game to be a part of the coaching. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's part of getting back in. It, it, it got to build that bridge. You know what I'm saying? I still love winning, mm-hmm. but in order for us to be successful, we have to build that bridge. We got to break, make that connection. And and that's what we're doing uh, with GFA. And then of course, whatever women's football teams out there, I, I have no preference on what league these women need to come from. Uh, yes, that's they're players. They're players. Right now I'm associated with the, uh, what's that? The WNFC. Mm-hmm. Because the, Silver Stars are a part of that league. And okay. like I said, if I have to build through that league or they doing something different, you know, I, I, I'm like Han Solo. I just do it on myself. I'll just do it myself. But I can't do it myself, you guys. We need a lot of work. Hey, you got Coach Brown on board. What's up, Coach Brown? Got to get these girls ready. We got, we got a game in two weeks, dog. In two weeks. Two weeks from today. Well, tomorrow is our first game. Okay. So it's Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday, December 2nd. So we're we getting on point. We're getting on point. So you guys heard the announcement. Again, you heard that I'm going to be coaching the women's team. You heard that we're looking for board members for the GFA. And um, and they really messed up the fundraising opportunity with the concession stands, too. Mm-hmm. You know, changing the rules on what you can sell in the concession stands. Well, that, that, that was a, a health issue.
happening just the school shutting it down. Um, we got to do prepackaged stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we can't cook the hot dogs, no, the hot dogs no, nachos. no nachos, no popcorn. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the sellers, you know what I'm saying? Those were statement sellers at games. You know what I'm saying? You're guaranteed to sell 100 hot dogs. You're guaranteed well, to sell. We got hot chocolate. You can do hot chocolate. Yeah, we right? can do hot chocolate. We can definitely do that. We 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 we're putting it together. We can sell canned goods, sodas, Gatorade, waters, but you know the hot food would be a cup of noodles or something. But that's a whole other topic to, in tonight. <laughs> so we'll talk about that next time. But uh, is there anything else you got you want to talk about with the uh, the GFA at this moment? At this moment, no. I'm just seeking interest in joining our board of, of directors. Okay. So again, if you're seeking, if, if you know of any people, male or female, it doesn't matter. We're looking for those who are wanting to push the cause and push the movement. Uh, we are in 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 need of or looking for more board members. So if it ain't you, please pass the word on to somebody so that we can help build this thing a, a little bit faster, mm-hmm. a little bit harder, and a little bit better, because that's what it's going to take um, at this moment. Yes. So we we on time tonight. Look at that. We Quarter number three. We are on quarter number three. What you about now? I don't know. What we got on board? What do we got on deck? Because uh, we, we, we talked about tryout. Mm-hmm. We talked about your announcement and then my announcement from last week, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, what are some of the pressing pressing things? You know, oh, I got something that I know about that just took place. There was a playoff team here in Vegas mm-hmm. that is no longer in the playoffs even though they won. Because they had an ineligible player on the team. And now the team that they just beat is now playing in the playoffs still, even though they lost. All over a issue so of... So it was like default that they got bumped up, the other team? Yeah, because they played an ineligible player. Mm-hmm. Because apparently he transferred from another school. Mm-hmm. And then there was question about his address. Oh, no. So who do you think that hurt? Do that hurt the, the 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 team that got caught with the player cheating, or does it hurt the team well, they that lost? Known, right. Well, it's supposedly been said that he was clear. So, as a coach, it's my responsibility as a coach, but it's the the responsibility of the administration, your athletic principal, your uh, athletic director. And then you, okay? So as a coach, if I'm told that, hey, his paperwork was clear, I'm going to play that player because I was told that it was clear. Okay. So it becomes an administrative thing. Okay. Okay? It's just like, this is headache week for me because I'm doing paperwork, making sure physical is taken care of, uh, giving out uniforms, addressing numbers, all kinds of stuff that, and I got to wait on GPA. So I really can't determine who's on my team until all that is all eligible. So here I am. I'm, I got 70 girls, uh, and they're, they're pretty good. But there could be one or two that could slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, 
But who's responsible for it? You know, who do you feel is responsible for making sure the I's are dotted and the T's across? Well, I don't know if coaches do as diligent of a job as, you know, I mean, there's so many players sometimes to look after. Mm-hmm. You know, you are really replying, or, um, relying on that administrator or even the secretary. Secretary department. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because they're usually the ones who are the ones compiling all that information. Mm-hmm. So if there's something puts through the cracks, it's just a lack of communication for one from administration on down to the coach. Because um, coach wants to win, they don't play who they don't play. Right. But some, you know, but then if the coach does know that the player is eligible, then that's just, you know, basically just hoping, you know, and praying that that they won't get caught. Mm-hmm. Making that call. For sure. Um, I, I I put it back on admin because that's your job is to administrate paperwork mm-hmm. to administrate the rules mm-hmm. and then report that back to the coach. My job as a coach is to recruit. My, my job is to get the kids in shape. My job is to to make sure that they're safe out on the field. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, would I follow up on some stuff? Yes. But ultimately, it, it falls back on the athletic director. It falls back on the, the athletic principal because that's paperwork. You know, something I'm not in mm-hmm. control of. Like, I don't have access to all my, my kids' grades. Mm-hmm. So I just don't. So, therefore, the person ahead of me, which would be the athletic director above me, has access to all the students. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of time, but that's your responsibility. But it's up to the coach because the administrators are on the field. They don't know who's showing up to practice and who's getting in the uniform. Like, it's really up to the coach to kind of take that information and, and enforce it. You know what I'm saying? Because the secretary is not going to be taking you down. Hey, you, 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 you're not supposed to be on the field. Well, I've been part of a secretary who's, who's done all that. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's not with. the norm. You know what that's I mean? That's not the norm. No, it's not. It's not the norm. So, I mean, I mean, if, and with the girls' football, it's such a small coaching staff. It's really hard to delegate responsibilities like that. You know what I mean? You're pretty much on your own. Right. We have three paid, paid staff. Head coach of varsity, head coach of JV, head coach of uh, freshmen. And we all handle about 25 to 35 girls. But that incident happened on the boys' team, right? It happened on the boys' team. usually there's a bigger staff. Yeah, there's nine coaching staff plus volunteers. Yeah, so something like that, if you had one person, I mean, usually it's the head coach because they're affiliated with the school, but one person who can really be on top of that paperwork and make sure that, you know, your team is compliant. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have problems like that. Okay, we got some more folks joining. We got Marco Lamar. Jones on board. We got what's that? Lamar and D. Be real, baby. Be Not real. To be real. And then we got D. Washington. He's out in the. Uh, he's in, uh, in Florida. Okay. And uh, he just made a commitment to do, donate some money to the organization, which is great. Hey, we love it. Okay. <laughs> and what else can you do, man? Is hey, you're in Florida? Attend some of the girls' flag football games at the high schools in your town. That's the best thing that you can do to help us um, and let them know that we here on the West Coast are building so that we can merge mm-hmm. and get this all together. Uh, but we'll get some information to you, Derek, to get that donation. Yeah, he's in Orlando. Okay. So, uh, you know, take a look in the newspapers and find out what teams are in your area, man, and, 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 and go check it out. And even go speak to the girls. Being an ex-D1 football player, uh, being an ex-pro football player, they would love to hear from you, you know. Uh, but going back to – 
administration. Because again, going through my master's program this past two years, those are some of the issues that were that we have to deal with. You know, uh, is making sure that you have compliance with the rules. And as Coach Vic had mentioned earlier up in here, he said it hurts the program. And I'm like this, what, what what program do it hurt? Do it just hurt the school that got caught? Do it hurt the school that they beat? But then they forfeited all their games. It hurts all the players that had nothing to do with it. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's a huge disappointment for them. Like, oh, we made the playoffs and then, oh, no, you can't go. But that just shows one simple mistake, one player mistake affected not only the two teams that played, but there were two high schools that got wins that could have made the playoffs because of that one play. So there's like four or five schools that have been affected by one player, by one administrative flaw, by one one mistake, mm. you know. And like I said, I'm not trying to say who to blame, but look how that trickles down. That's, that's 200 players, 200 individuals, and that's not including the coaching staff that are affected by that. Yeah, but it's not the students' because the students just don't play, want to play. If they're if they're given the green light, they're gonna play. And if I don't give them the green light as a coach, I'm gonna play them. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it goes back up. But I've been seeing some comments here on Facebook about this incident that because it was an inner city school, right? I'm just gonna throw it out there. It was Canyon versus Arborview. Okay. Arborview was the, the team that should have won. They were the higher seed. Canyon mm-hmm. wind up beating them. And now uh, there's a lot of debate going on on the uh, on the Internet about because it was an inner city school, all of a sudden they beat a crappy school who my daughter happened to go to, mm-hmm. who went to Arborview. And actually she's on here. What's up, Imani? I haven't seen you in a minute, but thanks for joining. Um, because of that situation that the inner city school beat the preppy school, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it got blown up. Mm-hmm. If they would have lost, then nobody would have said anything. It would have been just what it was. Right. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it gets kind of funny when you don't know all the information, but I just do know that it was one student who played in all all the games of the season, and it came down to a verification on a address because he was at another school the year before. So that's how it came up. You know what I'm saying? So somebody blew the whistle that he played at another school. They checked his address, and voila. But they had to do it after the win. And that's what everybody's complaining about. If you knew uh, in advance before, if you'd known from the first game of the season that he participated and he hadn't moved, or we don't know. I don't know that. That's when you build a whistle. Why did you wait the whole season and let this kid play if you knew? Well, it was the right thing to do, right? Technically, it was the right thing to do. Technically, <laughs> it was the right thing to did do. Did you say technically? Well, I say technically because those are the rules. Okay, rules are rules. Rules are rules, It right? just wasn't the right time. But, right, the fact that it was brought up or investigated after the fact does bring suspicion. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. Got you. I got you. You know, and, and, and you know, this is in high school. Imagine, you know, I can bring up another incident since we're just talking about football. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a kid that plays for the University of uh, Ohio State University. 
He's going to be a number one draft choice this year. He borrowed money from a family friend. Okay. Okay. He paid that family friend back the money. And now all of a sudden the NCAA suspended him for two games off. Because of what? Because it's against the rules as a as a as a player to borrow money to help yourself either for food or for travel for your parents or whatever. What is it their business if you're borrowing money? That's a personal thing. It's kind of like applying for welfare, right? You have to be like in a certain poverty level in order to keep receiving benefits. Is that what it is? Well, as an NCAA scholarship athlete, you cannot make over $12,000 a year if you had a job. So that's your summer job, basically. Right, but it was a loan. He had to pay it back. I could see if the money was just given to him and mm-hmm. he didn't have to pay it back, but because it was a loan and it was paid back, I don't consider that as income. I consider it a loan. Right, but you got some sharks out there. You got some agents that's like, hey, Carla, you're going to be the number one draft pick in the upcoming draft. You know, but we're talking about family members. We're not I, I, I got you, but this is how the, the sharks have ruined it for all the, the goldfish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, how you doing, Coach Merrill? What's up, Coach? What's happening? We're we talking NCAA stuff right now. <laughs> but but we, we, we're talking about they should have the right to borrow money. They should. I mean, there's, you have expenses, right? You got to stay on the team. You got to eat to live. You know what I mean? And if financial aid isn't making the cut and you can't get a job, where else are you going to get the money? Well, that's where agents have come in and have given you 50000 But the bucks. fact that it was a family member, it's a private matter. It shouldn't even involve I, any type of eligibility. I got you. But that's just part of the amateur rules. They want you to be, just like you said, welfare. Mm-hmm. You got to be at a certain amount of money in order to receive benefits. And when you do get a job, they start taking away your benefits, right? It, it is control. And, and that's what the biggest fight is right now on the NCAA level. That's that's Kobe jumping out the bed. Whoa. Almost came through the ceiling. Jeez. But anyway, that's the biggest fight, that a player can go to college on a free education but can't make money off their likeness. But they weren't making money. They were borrowing money to get by, and then they paid it back. What the heck? I got you, but, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of cases like this. But what if I sold my video games? You can't.
dollars a month, great. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you're back at but it. But that's not enough. All right. Thank you, BJ. We got about 10 minutes and we'll be done. So Blog Talk Radio jumped off. I guess they're tired of hearing my voice. But anyway, they're going to listen to me today. All right. So we're talking about the kid. Okay. Most of these kids that, that play high-end D1 sports, D2 sports, parents aren't really making that much money. And we both got, we, I mean, we got three kids that are in college. You know what I'm saying? So we know the struggle of a parent. And then to have a kid who plays D1 sports and he's looking up in the stands and there's 100,000 people in there. And they got like 20,000 wearing his jersey with his name on it. And the university is getting the money. That's not fair. No, no, that's this topic. That's what we're talking about. The likeliness of a player and how come they can't utilize that to make money for themselves. The universities are. Every time a football game or basketball game comes on TV, that's nothing but a three-hour commercial for the school. Right, right. I can see that. I can see that. But that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about them borrowing money from families. Got you. That's something that has nothing to do with his name. Well, that's how the NCAA puts it, because he was able to leverage his name. Hey, I'm going to be a, a number one draft choice. You know, let me borrow $1,000. So that my mom can come see me play in the Rose Bowl. I think that's what it was for, for his mom to fly to the bowl game, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was actually, I mean, there's so many stories I can talk about. Like if a parent dies while a, uh, an athlete's in school, you, the school can't give you money to go to your parents' funeral. That's sad. Well, you got to borrow it from family. But you can't borrow it. You, you would have it if, if you borrow the money. You, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. They got you by the neck. I wanted to say something else, but they got you by the neck when it comes to capitalism at its finest, right? Because there's a lot of people that believe, well, you're getting a free education. That should be enough. Well, what do you have to live off of? But if I'm 18 years old and me and you go to the same school and you're a, a, a basketball player, and I'm just a nerd, and I decide to, you know, create a new business, and I'm becoming rich like Facebook, you couldn't be a part of it because you're a D1 scholarship student. But why is it that I'm 18 and you're 18? I can exploit what I do well, but you can't. Does that make sense? No. You know, I got a buddy. Ed O'Bannon, a lot of people, you guys know Ed O'Bannon from his basketball days at UCLA. Uh, we played uh, AAU basketball at the same park, mm-hmm. but he was a little bit younger than me. I think he's three years younger. Uh, he sued the NCAA, but he messed it up for everybody else because now there's no more NCAA basketball video games. There's no more NCAA uh, football games. You know what I'm saying? Because the NCAA knew they were wrong, and they were making money off the licensing of the school mm-hmm. and off the players' likeliness. I mean, I'm talking about height, weight, everything, right, right, right. you know, but none of the players got paid off of it. So he kind of brought it up, but it also kind of messed up opportunities. Um, California just passed the law that the college players there can now use their likeliness to make money 
mm. while they're in school. So that's going to be a big issue. I know I got a lot of topics that we can talk about, but I'm just saying. California how, better with their cost of living. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, to live in California, you better make some money. You can't live off a top ramen budget in California. No, you can't. <laughs> but, you know, if I graduate high school and I decide to 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 be a professional golfer, I can make my money. But in basketball and football are the two sports that has a lot of rules. You know, in football, you can't go pro until you're three years out of high school. Did you know that? In what sport? Football. football. Yes. You cannot apply to be in the NFL until you're three years out of high school. Oh, okay. Basketball. You got to be out of high school one year. You, you said high school, not college. Right. See, everybody, the junior in college, pretty much. Pretty much a junior in college. See, because my thing is this. Everybody's not made to go to college. Nope. I agree with that. They're not. At 18 years old, they're one, they're not mature enough. Two, they might not have the capability of being in college, but they have a skill that can pay the bills. But they are not able to utilize that. So now they got to go somewhere else. So they got to, for basketball, instead of going to college now, when you don't become eligible, they go overseas and they go make $100,000, $300,000 for one year and then come back to the NBA. Hmm. The number one draft choice, uh, which is a ball brother, he's overseas making money because he didn't qualify to go to college. He was, he was declared ineligible. So he went overseas. And there's been about three or four NBA players that have done that. But nobody's stopping a 14-year-old girl from being a professional tennis player. You know what I'm saying? So why are these sports eliminating or having age requirements? Mm-hmm. And then what the NCAA says, well, you got to be 16 to drive. you got to be 18 to go to the military. you got to be 21 to drink. So they're trying to fall within those rules of how they're governing these sports. Right. But, you know, it goes back down to following the rules. Last one on, on my example, because it's about following the rules. Memphis University basketball star, I forgot his name, but Penny Hardaway is the coach. He His, his star player is ruled ineligible to play in the game because as a youth, Penny Hardaway used to run an AAU team, like I did the AAU basketball, and he was his high school coach. And now he's his college coach. Mm-hmm. So he's now considered a booster because he donated money to Memphis. But he's also a coach. And so the university said, we don't care what the NCAA said. We're going to play the kid anyway. So he played in three games after the NCAA ruled him ineligible. Mm-hmm. And then three games later, Memphis decided to take him off the team. It's, it's, a, it's a wild world out there. You know, it, it's it's wild. It's a lot of things that people don't know behind the scenes. They, all, the all the politics. It's, it's nothing but politics when it comes to to rules and regulating sports. And especially when there's money involved. When there's money involved, it's worse. You know, the, how we got on this topic was it was a high school incident. Mm-hmm. Who does it really hurt? Right. Why does it hurt? You know, that particular player, that particular coach, that particular program. You know. Oh, but speaking of, did you make the announcement about Florida schools and that they were giving out money to uh, girls for college scholarships? No, because we never went to quarter number four. Oh, so let's go to quarter number four <laughs> real quick and let's talk about that. Because it's 
a GFA moment, you know, yeah, what I'm saying? Totally. because because our movement is about girls getting scholarships to go to university. It's a win for us. Yes. Every time something is done for the girls who play football. Yeah. So for those who don't know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, because Florida is one of the biggest sport uh, facilities for, for girls' black football, mm-hmm. over 300 schools, have put up $250,000 for girls who play football to get scholarships. In, in the state of Florida. And that's one of our missions. And that is one of our missions. So it's a win-win for everybody. And the requirement is, as the young lady has to have a 3.0 GPA, is she can go to any school in the state of Florida, and it will be paid for by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so yeah. that's a win-win for thumbs everybody. Up, up, yeah, buddy. So just imagine if we can get all 32 teams to jump on that in 32 markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Awesome. If we can get what two hundred fifty thousand from thirty-two teams, what's that? Fifteen million dollars a year in in their own states. Yeah, fifteen million dollars a year that could be made for girls who play flag football in high school. This is why we're pushing for you girls on UNLV and UNR. Right. So right now, <laughs> with us having a relationship with the Raiders, right now, that's going to be one of our incentives here in the state of Nevada. Be it that we have two major universities, but we really have, I want to say four. You got Nevada State, and then you got University of Phoenix. University of Phoenix is not a campus. They do have little little buildings. Not enough to have a football team. Oh, okay, you're right. Not to have a football <laughs> team. But we can get at least UNR and UNLV. Yeah. Uh, and we can get the Raiders on board to, to kind of sponsor that. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, then we're doing what we're supposed to do with our mission, which is giving girls the opportunity to not only play the sport, but also be able to benefit from playing the sport by getting a free education. Now, what they do after college, at professional level, hey, that's what they do. Hey, hey, hey. But, again, I want you guys to look that up. Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, is putting up $250,000 per year for the girls in the state of Florida to play football, to get scholarships, to go to, to college, and possibly play at the college level. Okay? So that's a real short quarter number four. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So we have done it again. I'm, I'm glad to see my co-host back in action. I know she's. I will be there. back next Monday too. Are oh, you gonna be back next Monday? For show. For show. For show. So she's gonna be on the show for show next week. So we'll have some great topics next week. Next week, uh, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, look into. Hey, hit us up at cwilliams.gfa at gmail.com. Or you can hit me at dlee at gfa at gmail.com. Uh, and like I said, we're, we're pushing the push. We're fighting a good fight. And like I said, I'm glad you guys spend an hour with us tonight. And like I said, I know it's Monday night. You can be watching football. But it ain't you can. Not... We're about to get off. We're about to get off and go watch the end of the game. So anyway, thank you so much, BJ. You can go ahead and hit us. On the, on the hey, uh, BJ, you gotta use a new song yet? No, I gotta email BJ the new song. <laughs> I'm still rocking public in the year. Hit it! Uh, uh. All right, good night, y'all. We out. Yeah. I'm just going in, really. You late, bro? But but listen to the next Monday. But listen to the. Re-